Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to another fantastic episode of the Business Creators Radio Show. My name is Adam Homie. I am your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to invest in yourself by tuning in today. As the name says, our listeners are business creators like you. We have our entrepreneurs, we have small business owners, we have local business owners, we have marketing and business coaches, we have the folks who help others build and create their businesses, and then flip that coin over, and we got the do-it-yourselfers who like to have your own hands on the levers. If you're one or more of the above, please take a moment, explore episodes, discover how we help you win at the game of business and marketing at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Also check us out on iTunes. Just do a search for Business Creators Radio Show or click the big banner in the right-hand column of our website. Every five-star rating is greatly appreciated and helps us help more business creators just like you. Be sure to subscribe. Fresh content added every single week, served fresh every Tuesday, and we have over 147 episodes already in queue just waiting for you. I love public relations. I have a great client who's big in PR. I have done a lot of public relations myself. When we talk about business creator style marketing or guerrilla marketing or bootstrap marketing, shoestring marketing, anything that involves doing a lot with a little bit, what you can do with your public relations efforts, your PR efforts, and how you can make your PR efforts significantly more affordable and easy is so critical. I love public relations. I love the music industry. We've had musicians on the Business Creators Radio Show. I myself am a big fan of music, but do not ask me about my karaoke career because I have tried so hard to suppress all the online evidence. Uh, But today, we are going to bring with us Claire Kim of buzzwithclaire.com. And you're going to like Claire. She's pretty interesting. She's a proud millennial entrepreneur and an independent musician. Claire wants to live in a world where she can help everyone to unfold their own myth. She is the founder of Buzz with Claire, which is a coaching brand that seamlessly integrates public relations, social media, and marketing, or in her language, hybrid buzz. As a hybrid buzz strategist, Claire has been featured on the Huffington Post, YFS Magazine, and Business Partner Magazine. Claire is also a musician and has been featured on Interview Ottawa, Awesome Canada, and Canadian Musicians. When Claire isn't creating buzz as a hybrid buzz strategist, you can find her surfing through YouTube and at a local bakery. Learn more about Claire at www.buzzwithclaire.com and about her stage life at www.whaley.net. Claire, welcome aboard. Hi. Super happy to be here. I just read off that very enticing biography of yours, but... (laughs) <laughs> we just, what we know is during our time here together again, you bring together a couple mm-hmm. of different concepts in a way that we've never really seen on Business Creators Radio Show before, which is one of the reasons that when you came to us and expressed interest in being on the show, I said, book her now, or as my cats would say, yeah. right now. <laughs> so what I want you to do, uh, and I love how you laugh when I use mm-hmm. the lol cat thing, I can tell we're going to get along great. So tell us a little bit more, Claire, about the intersection Mm -hmm. of your brilliance and passion and the story that has brought you to where you are today and how you serve our business creators. 
um, so how I started out on this whole entrepreneur, the, the whole blend of entrepreneurial journey and musician journey is honestly, honestly put, it was quite accidental. So I always wanted to just do music, and unfortunately, it didn't take me long to realize that the whole, um, like the whole get, like get some random job, get discovered, and then do music full time. That recipe wasn't very likely going to work out in my favor, at least probability-wise, and I decided that, okay, I need something to keep me afloat, something that is going to um, not make me a starving, hungry musician, and a regular 9-to-5 job wasn't going to cut it, and I decided that I'm going to blend the things that I was good at, and as as well, my educational background, and decide to start my own entrepreneurial venture. (laughs) Right. Yeah, and uh, and I know that you know I have friends who are mu- musicians and in the music industry, and public relations mm-hmm. is a really big deal, especially for some of your local yeah. acts, some of your up and coming acts, and even some of your veteran acts mm-hmm. who have passed their top forty days but are still very active and have a following and get on a, a singing mm-hmm. circuit. Basically, public relations is key to keeping those careers alive mm-hmm. and keeping those careers moving. Now, there is one question we do Mm -hmm. ask on Business Creators Radio Show before we dive in. And because we ask it of everybody, uh, let's do the drum roll here that our listeners are used to. Here in the Business Creators Radio Show, we provide the tools, techniques, and strategies to help entrepreneurs quickly grow their businesses. A lot of our listeners tell me they have everything they need to implement anything we say they need to do except for time and money. This is a question we ask every expert who appears on our show. What I like is not only the variety of different answers, but also the variety of ways the question is interpreted. So how do time and money impact what you're going to share with Mm -hmm. us today? Time and money impacts what I'm about to share with you today because I've because well I have like I'm like I've been there myself where uh, like like honestly but not many people have the um, luxury of having abundant time and money to spend on PR efforts, spend on business activities. No, like all, most of us do not have the luxury to delegate. Most of us do not have one million dollars to spend uh, spend on radio commercials and. Because because I've worked with so many um, emerging brands and startups, and especially nonprofits, I've, like, I've actually worked in the nonprofit sector for almost five years before I jumped into consulting and coaching area. I totally understand the frustration of the whole time and money, and that's why I think my, and that's why I think my approach to PR will be extremely relevant for um, your podcast audience. Well, that sounds fine to me. So tell us about this hybrid buzz. I've never heard that phrase before until about eight minutes ago. So tell me about hybrid buzz. What does it mean? (laughs) What does it do? The hybrid buzz, in a nutshell, is all about helping – like, like helping, like, and so helping to create publicity and to promote the brand by integrating, like, integrating all aspects such as PR, social media, traditional marketing. And I came up with the term back in my consulting days, where whenever I would get asked to do a consulting project, especially for nonprofit firms and for musicians, I would always be asked, "Hey, um, could you do a social me- Could you do a social media consulting for me? I'm having trouble growing my social media." And then I would dive into it 
except I'll realize that there are so many other aspects involved. So, like they they wanted social media to um, like like basically they wanted social they wanted social media to do everything for them without without really considering the other dimensions that could be involved in it. Social media also is involved with offline marketing. It's also involved with PR aspects such as um, networking networking with journalists, writing press releases, sending your sending your pitches, and things such as that. Social media is definitely an integral aspect of it, but I realize that a lot of these brands are forgetting about it and then I, and then their efforts were becoming extremely one-sided and not as effective as it should be and that's why I just that's why I came up with the own term hybrid bus so that the brands that I work with can um, can make sure that the, all their um, like their efforts are comprehensive in a way where they're spending the right amount of time and right amount of time right on time I said time twice because that's how important that is. Well, <laughs> right amount time, of time, time will give you time. And right amount of money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and different activities that is going to maximize their efforts. That's fantastic. All right. So that's great. Now, why do you think that so many small businesses struggle so much with PR? I think the small businesses struggle so much with PR because of our existing conception of PR. So if you were to go back to the traditional um, model of PR, I guess that's where I should be explaining a little bit more. Um, so like, like PR is like when we hear the word PR, we think we immediately think of okay media, and two types of media being broadcast and print at least in traditional sense, and like they well they're known as the mass media and bec- and then although it is very effective to reach the maximum number of people possible, it's not exactly the most affordable way to get the publicity for the brand and be- and because of that stigma. Uh, a lot of the small businesses are thinking, okay, I shouldn't bother with PR because it's going to take me, it's going to take me so much time. It's going to, it's going to um, cost me so much money, and I might have to hire publicists, um, get get them, get them to do hours of work for me, and then I may not even see return on my investment. So I think that is why a lot of small businesses almost have stigma towards PR, and that's why they're struggling. Because they're afraid the thing might be so darn big that they mm-hmm. couldn't even have one if they wanted one. Yeah, and and extremely costly too. And yes, PR can be costly, but depend especially if you are trying to get on the national media. But I don't think a lot of small smaller businesses and emerging brands they're not at that point yet, so PR shouldn't be something that they should step away from with the whole stigma of, oh, it might not be affordable for me. Right. So what are some of the ways that we can overcome the finance issue? Because stigma or no stigma, Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't have a lot of money. So what are some things we can do to, to get into public relations, especially for those of us that are on the Business Creators Radio Show that may be a little mm-hmm. short in the pocket sometimes. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, for sure. Um, the, like, I actually, I actually follow my, like, I actually follow my four steps. The, like, the first thing, the very right. first thing that I always say to everyone that I work with is, you really need to be clear on your objective. So, what, like, what do you hope to achieve by getting that media coverage? What do you hope to achieve by getting the publicity? For example, if you're like, if you're if you're a restaurant and then you're just trying to get on provincial radio to advertise your restaurant. And then try and then trying to purchase radio advertisement slots all over the province or state, or state. I'm like I'm from Canada, so that's why I automatically said province. Right. Chances are it's going to be not as cost effective because not everybody in the, not everybody in the province or state is going to travel like like travel to your restaurant just to visit your restaurant. So you have to so you have to be extremely clear on your objective, and then also, but like by being clear in your objective, you're also going to be able to say, okay, so who am I trying to reach? And by reaching these people, what do I want these people to do? And that is honestly, by clearing up on that objective, is going to, it is going to set your mind clear in regards to the budget, and then it's going to. It's really, it's really going to make your um, efforts a lot easier to plan later on because a lot of the businesses, this objectives when it comes to PR is really, really vague. The whole, um, I, I'm going to get a new coverage and then I'm going to become an overnight star. It doesn't cut it, unfortunately. <laughs> right, right, uh, right. Everybody thinks they're going to be the next Oprah. Everybody says, my goal is I want to be on Oprah and have Oprah hold my book, but they don't think about the implications, what does that really mean, what do you really get for that, and then they don't think about, mm-hmm. what if my prayer is answered? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, be- like, because like a lot of these other businesses are wishing the same thing too, and th- like, the odds might not always work in your favor. Sometimes it does, <laughs> but not always. Sure, you can get a case of answered prayers. Now, you uh, had mentioned to me that you were going to give us some specific, what you like to call the how tips. And uh, I believe you said the first one, if you could repeat it, and then go into the second one. So the first thing I mentioned was really clarifying on your objective right. as to why you, why you want the publicity, why you want the, like why you want to focus on PR efforts, and by focusing on PR efforts, what do you hope to get? And so, so that was the first one. And then this, and, and then the second one is really about taking that baby step. So let's say your goal is to get on Good Morning America. Now you have to think, okay, so in order for me to get to Good Morning America, what would I need? So here, so there's two options. You can either um, try to pitch yourself in with five million dollar um, coffee and donuts, <laughs> or whatever is necessary. Like you, like you could try to buy your way in. Right, which may or may not work depending on your luck and this. And well, or you can, you, can also, uh, you can buy a lot of things. I mean, you can yeah. buy a presidential election these days. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, uh, I, like, the, field, the field has been democratized. Uh, uh, sometimes money cuts it. Uh, but what is the other thing if you don't have the money? Yeah, but but the, but the thing is, like especially because um, because after all, like, with PR, you're like keep in mind you have to keep in mind you're still working with people, and like right. they like they might like they might receive payments from you, they might receive that thirty thousand dollar pay thirty thousand um, dollar bonus paycheck from your company like, from your company so that they could write a news article about you. But what if they change their mind all of a sudden? We're people, like our minds change all the time. 
That's true. So, yeah, so, like, so that makes, so, anyways, so, so there's that option of, like, trying to buy your way in, or you could also take, you could also take the baby step, which, um, which I mean is, trying, like, slowly building up the credibility, building up the social proof so that, when like when like when you when you pitch yourself to Good Morning America or Oprah or like or Ellen Show, chances like you would that you like the person that's going to be receiving your pitch will not only respect your pitch because of your credibility and social proof, but also might know you know of your brand because you were able to build relationship with someone that is associated with the person receiving the pitch, or better yet, the person receiving the pitch themselves. Right, I, I I get that. So what comes next? And so like so baby steps, and the the third and the third thing that comes next after the baby step aspect and like breaking it down is like making sure you have all the right tools. So like for like for example, it just be as of a little thing such as making sure that your website has a custom domain and is well presented. And so, like, so that you're able to, so every aspect of your brand should be professional and then should be up to an impeccable standard so that, like, like if a media comes up to you and says, hey, I want to interview you, you're completely ready. You're not, com- you're not fiddling in the corner being like, okay, um, I have to get my website ready because what if 10,000 people all of a sudden visit my website and then all they see is a website made out of Drupal that I just put together my email address and my sure. name on or something like that. And and as well having the as well like having like like having pre written press releases having your meeting like having your one liners right um like really um and like and like and then having that call to action knowing how to interact with media so making sure that you have all the right tools is my third step that I'll recommend. Oh sure 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 I, ab- absolutely uh, I have uh, been involved in a, an initiative myself called Uniting America, which is a movement to bring us all together despite our differences. It was launched the week before mm-hmm. our Independence Day uh, by a friend of mine. Oh, okay. And uh, I became one of the early cheerleaders of it. I, I took it and ran okay. with it on social media. And uh, there was uh, – I, I, I can't give any specifics, but let's just say that as of this recording – there is something in the works mm-hmm. that could potentially result in major media attention. Uh, media attention. But all I've heard so far is we need your press kit. And fortunately, I have one to give. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, I think that's something that a lot of people will find sneaks up on them because they may not be prepared mm-hmm. for public relations mm-hmm. opportunities to happen as fast as they expected. Uh, they may think mm-hmm. it's going to be the, the baby steps and what have you. The next thing you know, when you're in the middle of something and feelers are coming or going and people need your media information like right now. So if somebody's mm-hmm. listening to this show and they're thinking, hey, this could happen at any minute, uh, what would you suggest that they do to have a media kit ready as quickly as possible? What should be inside that kit? Inside the media kit, well, depending on the and depending on the industry, it will like, it will be quite different. But normally, like, I'm just going to make it as general as possible. Your um, contact information. Do not forget your contact information. Right. I've seen so many brands forget about it, and it's actually the most important. In fact, um, I suggest thinking of the first because it's so important. And your biography. 
and depend like I said, it really, really does depend on your industry. For example, my um, my press kit as a musician, I have my like I have clippings of my past press appearances, and I have my sample press release, and I also have my social media reach in case they're in, in case they're wondering. Okay, so what is her audience like? I have a little bit of an overview about that, and it is around two pages. Right. And for my entre- for my entrepreneur brand, I have like mine is mine is just I believe it's just over one page depending on the font size. But I have uh, oh yeah, headshot. Headshot goes for and headshot is universal. So headshot um and topics that I like to speak about, my and my past press appearances and contact information. Wow. Yeah. So, so like, I think you're, I think basic. you're seeing a pattern here. Right. I'm. I'm yeah. I'm, it's I'm very, it's very basic. Right. Right. So it's not something that you have to do a ton of work to bring together, but it's something that you might want to have handy because uh, mm-hmm. media can move quick uh, in terms yeah, of they move opportunity very quick. because, and you, you never know that you know what you're doing might not end up in the news. What happens if you find yourself just going about daily life? And you find yourself right in the mm-hmm. middle of some incident that becomes newsworthy. What if you become the newsworthy incident and you mm-hmm. weren't planning on it? I would say, um, like, uh, well, like I, like I don't really, like I would say, well, quite lucky. But I'm lucky. like, but I'm like, but. If if a media wants to cover you all of a sudden because of that incident, you like you for, like first you would you would stay calm. You're not going like, you're going to um, like I I would actually suggest for you to hold off on like hold off on all the interviews until you're like until you're able to get your head clear. Although I don't suggest for you to take it like take too long. Like I'll say like have if possible like ask the media. Okay, well what like when do you need the story done by? And then right. if the media says okay, I need a, like I need you to get back to me by 7 p.m. tonight night um, you have you have until 7 p.m that night to sort up on your story and then sort up on your call to action and then prepare all the possible questions and then know the answer in your head and get back to them and then hold up on your end of the bargain right so what about uh what about the power of controversy people uh, love the controversial stuff and things that get mm-hmm. people fired up one way or the other uh Mm-hmm. Would you recommend using that uh, as a way of creating that in your own publicity strategy? And if so, how? And if not, why not? I believe every like every PR like every PR person people have like every PR person professional they do have very different take on this. Personally, I am against trying to go with the controversy because a lot of the emerging brands they are they don't really have much experience in working with media and then like and then dealing with public in general because we're so focused on our craft we kind of forget about the whole media aspect and then like forget about the people that exist outside of our potential like outside of our current audience so like that so i actually suggest against it for emerging brands however i do however if you are are an experienced brand and if you have an understanding of how to really go about it i suggest give it a try but if, if it is a topic extremely, extremely um, controversial, like for, for example, um, something like something that will show up on Fox News as breaking news, chances are you probably don't want to be associated with that. 
Well, I I, mean, I, I think I know what you're saying, yeah. Yeah. Like like just just because you don't want you don't want to cause an unnecessary like, yes newsworthy is great but what if but like but keep it, but because public relations is also like all about really um, like like well media and also and also dealing with different types of people and like and then facing really facing the public with the with the news that you have what if the public reacts differently from the way that you expect right right what about so, uh, like unless you're able to right. I'm sorry go ahead. <laughs> Um, like I was going to say, unless you're able to, like, unless you have a clear idea as to, okay, this is how I'm going to approach it when public reacts in a way that's completely different from what I want them to react, I would say, mm, eh, I'm a little bit iffy about it. <laughs> well, I can, I can see, I can see what you mean. Uh, so uh, shifting gears a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of talk in the entrepreneurial world about building your celebrity brand. I think you've heard that mm-hmm. phrase before. And in your work, uh, working with businesses, in your work working in the music industry, uh, mm-hmm. what, uh, you know, what are some of your tactics for creating this idea of celebrity? And before you answer that, I'd also like you to tell me how you define the word, because there are so many definitions of the word celebrity. So I'd like you to define your own terms. Defining the word celebrity. Wow, I've actually never been asked this question before. It's really like it's well, <laughs> wow, mind blown. <laughs> but how I I would define the word celebrity is well, literally, so, like someone that that is fortunate to have people listening to people listening to them. What like whether they whether because of a lot of social proof that their clients were able to give or people around them were able to give or somehow caught the attention of media and like it's some it's definitely it, it's like i would say it's definitely something that doesn't come easy but when like when you ha- when you are fortunate enough to get to that stage where like where, where people are starting to listen to you and then where you where you're starting to become um, more well known and then considered to have the celebrity status is something that you should be like you should be extremely, you should be extremely appreciative of, and then like don't pull diva on it. Oh, you you mean so you mean so starting needless wars on Twitter with uh, other musicians, or just going totally aggro on somebody because they make a less than complimentary tweet about you or something like that is probably not the way to go. Is what you're saying? Probably not the way to go. I mean, like, um, people that are able to do that and then get away with it, they are like at that like at that point, they are at the celebrity status just because they're just because they're them. And unfortunately, a lot of brands don't get to that point. <laughs> right. Well, I can tell you right now that uh, those are those are the types of messages I don't even want to see myself. Some people thrive on that. To me, I think it's kind of degrading when you think about it i mean you have you have nothing to stand mm-hmm. on on your own merits yeah uh, you have nothing to offer your own people that the only way you you rise in media attention is to tear somebody else down uh, i i yeah. i I've, I've seen people like that and when you tear yourself when you tear others down all you're really doing really is digging a hole and whether you realize it or not you're sinking in it exactly exactly that's been that's been my take on it. Uh, so, uh, going back to celebrity, do you think it can be manufactured? 
I would say yes and no at the same time because well like, because well actually going back onto the steps that I mentioned the whole um, being clear on being clear on your objectives and then like taking taking baby steps etc. Um, that if like you like to be to have the celebrity status, to have that, like, to be of a person that people will be willing to listen to and then give their time to, even the, even if you're not in their personal circle, um, you like you need to be pre- you need to be prepared to get to that point. As in, you need to make sure that you have not only right tools, but you also have to make sure that your content and what you have to offer is worth of people's time so you like so that's the yes part however no part comes in where um like it's really about like i keep i think i i think i keep saying this for this broadcast but it's really about people you could you could have the most amazing product most amazing music amazing service in the world but if people are not resonating with it if people don't want to listen to you like it doesn't matter at that point or if like if what people never find out about it, so it does take a little bit of luck. Well, yeah, there's 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 luck in everything. Luck can be good and luck can be bad. Uh, mm-hmm. So settle a, settle a bet for me if you can. Uh, there are mm-hmm. some companies, uh, some startups, some entrepreneurial ventures that view themselves mm-hmm. as being highly corporate or academic in nature. And mm-hmm. they shy away from wanting to have a human being be the figurehead or the celebrity driver behind it. And they want it to be in the voice of an organization rather than a human. Where do you, mm-hmm. if, where would you stand on that? Uh, do you think that somebody who takes that position is on base? Do you think that can be done or do you think they're missing out on a golden opportunity? I'm trying to keep my voice level on each one of those options so as not to stagger one or the other. But let's turn it over to you. Uh, my person, maybe, maybe I am a little bit biased because I because I really believe that authenticity is the best way to get people to listen to you and then really, like, well, like basically, really get people to start caring about you just as you just as much as you would care about them. Right. But I like I would say then like I would say they are missing out on a golden opportunity. I, I would actually like. And actually, like back in like back when I was doing a consulting project for um, the two university professors who who, who wrote a book, who, like, they wrote a book called Feminine Capital, and right. it like it was based off of very very heavy academic research based um, for, towards aspiring female entrepreneurs. So they had a lot of scientific findings, a lot of psychological analysis. And a lot of like business history into, uh, integrated into that book. And although the book was quite, mm, um, like quite well, e- like easy to read in a sense where um, like if like people like people will people will understand the book, like there like there wasn't much um, human element into it uh, when like when it comes to how they were del- like how they were really approaching the promotional side of the book and how like how they were really um, talking about the book. Per se, they were re- like, they were only relying on facts, and then they and then although like like they have like they have their they have their years of experience, they know what they're talking about, and their knowledge and expertise is 
undeniable. But the thing, and but the thing is, a lot of like a lot of the people that like a lot of the people in the world, we, we don't have that same experience. What like they could be talking, they like they could be saying the most amazing facts, most um, that they could be delivering the most amount of value academically and research wise. But at the end of the day, if the other person's like. I don't understand what where you're coming from, or like I don't understand what you're talking about, and I don't like, and therefore I'm not quite understanding why I should be, like, feel personally affiliate with affiliated with this book, or like like feeling personal connection to this particular book, and so like when they when they um, asked me. And and then when I got to do a consulting project for them, like the main the main thing I really focused on was really changed, um, really changing how they were um, approaching the whole promotional aspect of the book. I because the book was about female female entrepreneurs that were like aspiring female entrepreneurs that were hoping to start their own business. And then I wanted like, I brought up to them what well, like yes the book yes the book is quite research based quite academic based, but have like have you thought about the readers that were gonna read it? Chances are they're not gonna have the thirty years of experience, and right. a lot of the, and then the people that are gonna be reading this book, they're scared. They're scared to start their own business. They're scared to walk away from their um super super stable corporate job because they have so much to lose, and they're like they're just they're just scared and they're lost. They don't know what to do. They want to spend more time with kids and family, but. They feel that, and like they feel the corporate world won't bring like bring them that, so they want to start that, and so they're kind of stuck in that vicious cycle. And I told like, and then I told them, I'm not sure how, like, I'm not sure how you're gonna take this, but I think I think you should be really focusing on bring the personal element into promotional side of the book. Make the, make this book something that like make this book a symbol for them. Make this book something that they can like they can like they can look at it and say this is like this is like this was my epiphany to start my own business. Like this book gave me clarity. This book gave me basically this book gave me a feeling. And then like and because and because of and because of that and thankfully they they took out on the suggestion which I know would have been quite difficult, um, especially in academical institute setting. But they took it and our book campaign did extremely, extremely well. Um they and like they ended up on Amazon bestseller for I believe it was a month in three categories. Yeah, that that's that's all very Interesting. I mean, I I love that story, and I think you make a point about relatability. Is there does come a point mm-hmm. where you are looking to inspire somebody, and they want to feel inspired by a human being. And I and to me, I think there can be a balance too, mm-hmm. because sometimes people want yeah. to trust the brand. Uh, I mean, you mentioned Fox News earlier, uh, and mm-hmm. and I, and I'm going to bring that up because there's a very special case. Uh, what Fox mm-hmm. News is particularly known for, uh, especially here in the United mm-hmm. States, our version of Fox News, is we have commentators uh, who have their very own, very fervent individual followings. And then they all have books, they have mm-hmm. other shows, they have their own podcasts, they have their own websites, mm-hmm. and everything else. Yep. But at the same time, mm-hmm. Fox News itself is a brand, and you expect something mm-hmm. from it, whether it's fair and balanced, mm-hmm. or a certain point of view, or a certain... Yep or a certain view of what's going on mm-hmm. in the world that you can't get anywhere else because th- it is a very mm-hmm. unique outlet. So you can't, so, yeah. so some people tune in because their person's show is on. 
And then there's some that just mm-hmm. love all of it. It it just But that that I think is a special case because you have both a brand itself and then you have the individual commentators. Mm-hmm. And we've also seen cases where people love Fox News but they don't like a certain commentator because certain commentators mm. have certain views on certain political candidates seems to be the certain the particular thing that's going on in our country right now. And I can cite two different examples, <laughs> one pro and one anti. One is seen as being way too anti for their own good, where it's killing their objectivity. Mm-hmm. And then there's another that some view as being way too pro for their own objectivity. Yeah. So you just, uh, so, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that leads to the point that when you inject personality, that personality can sometimes put a slant on your PR and your brand, and you got to make sure that that's in alignment with the goals of your organization, as you yourself said. So yep, personality is good, and personality also needs to be carefully managed, and you may need to have a conversation with yourself about your sense of self and what that's going to do for or against your brand, I think is great. Yeah, exactly. Now, speaking of people, mm-hmm. uh, how do I get reporters to like me? I want to be quoted. I want to. I want to be a, a media darling. I want to mm-hmm. be on my local CBS affiliate or CBC affiliate or what have mm-hmm. you. How do I? How do I do it? Well, my like my like um, um, my business partner actually had a real, like really simple approach with that. He, like he's like when like when I was talking about that, or like actually like actually right before this podcast, he's like buy them beer, and I'm like, but what if they don't like beer? It doesn't matter, buy them beer. <laughs> but but the thing is, he goes with the whole notion of everyone likes beer. Um, so may, like maybe that like so the whole um per, like person like personality approach, like I that I think that's is the most common element. Like do, for example. Um, I, I guess I could like I guess I could bring up some like what not to do because like like every journalist are different every me, like media personnel are different for example well, don't har- like don't harass them don't stalk them don't like don't send, don't send them hundreds of press releases and press pitches right. thinking that you're gonna get covered because they're human too they like they have they have life outside of work they don't want to be bombarded with a pitch at 9 p.m. in the afternoon or like. 4 a.m. in the morning. Um, except the thing is, there are so many brands that do that, and that really jeopardizes not only the relationship with that particular journalist or media professional, but also the just their brand reputation because they they talk amongst each other. Like you might get a reputation as that annoying brand, which is definitely not desirable. Um, for emerging brands, I actually do recommend for them to. And like I know that everyone's saying Twitter is dead, but honestly, but when it comes to working with media and trying to build that relationship with journalists, I cannot stress like the importance of Twitter enough because it, I believe that it is the it is the most effective yet most casual way to kind of just approach someone, and, it's, and I believe it is the best networking tool to really go about it. Right. All, like all you need to do is like the. Um, <clears throat> It's like if you like if you're able, if you're keeping yourself 
like a media list and like outlining the journalists and then out, like outlining their like outlining their social media information, what topics they talk about. Um, like start like start commenting on these articles and and then like like really follow them on what the, like not in not in a creepy way, but follow their articles, find what they're covering, and then just just send them a send them a tweet or send and then well first comment I would say because it because a lot of people do not comment on the articles surprisingly <clears throat> so that is going that is going to stand out to the journalists to begin um very like well very high likelihood of standing out because a lot of people are not commenting right and you will tweet at them and then say i really like i really enjoyed your particular piece on blah 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 and if you could retweet them share them tag the journalist journalist name and then eventually they're going to start noticing because well, like we, like we're all humans. We want to feel appreciated. We want to feel that we're doing something meaning, meaningful, and especially for people there, um, people that are putting themselves out there constantly, like entrepreneurs, journalists, media professionals, musicians, um, actors. Like, like when, when we know that, like, like when we feel, like when we are reminded of the fact that our work means something to someone and is and made someone stay, it, like, it, like it really. Like, like it really gets us. It really gets to us in like, like it gets to us in extremely positive way, and and then and then basically building the relationship from there. Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, that's that's absolutely true. Uh, you you hit on something that I wanted to make sure that our listeners heard, uh, whether it's mm-hmm. blogs, whether it's social media. Mm-hmm. A great way to get somebody's attention is to comment on their stuff. Now, that doesn't mean like and comment every single thing because then you're a stalker. But if they get yeah, if they get, exactly if they get used to regularly seeing your thumbs up among the likes and regularly seeing mm-hmm. your comments among the comments, they'll see you there. They'll see you, and 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 yeah. things will likely take their own natural course. I know when I go on social media myself, uh, mm-hmm. and I just see, you know, I just see the responses I get, and I see who's hanging mm-hmm. around, who's liking, who's commenting. I, I can tell mm-hmm. it's grazing. I can tell it's grazing. You know what I do is, and then when I have a moment, I check them out, and I see mm-hmm. what, and I see what's up there. And maybe I maybe mm-hmm. and maybe I start uh, liking and commenting their stuff a little bit if I like what I see. Mm-hmm. And and how hard is it to like something? Goodness gracious, you can do it on your mobile phone, and almost every blog out there yeah. has has a Facebook interface uh-huh. or a discuss interface where you can easily like or comment mm-hmm. something, and it pings basically the whole universe. Mm-hmm. You did so. Like, but but the thing is, yeah, like me, a lot of people, like I said, like I said, I think you mentioned, you touched on this too as well. Leave comments, and the people that leave comments, they don't leave insightful ones. So, like the more you're, like the more you're able to really make a comment that's worth their time reading, like it's gonna really work on your favor. Well, right, yeah, you, yeah, it, it, it's also very important, and you make a good point, not to write something just to write mm-hmm. something either, because that <laughs> also stand out not in a good way. I mean, if you're in grazing yeah. mode and you haven't commented in a couple of days, just like it or, or put the heart on it or something like that, and just let people, you know, just let them see your name counted among the mm-hmm. yes they checked in, and it'll still it'll still have an effect. But yeah, you start writing things like. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
bravo, bravo, Claire. I love that, Claire. You're always full of wisdom, Claire. And you're going to start thinking, who is this guy who's hitting on me? <laughs> or I might be like, yes, I know. I love your uh, self-effacing modesty. That's great. <laughs> yeah, also, also remember... I, think I thought I would bring up possible situations. <laughs> Remember, uh, you know, reporters are people as well as as you said, and they like to be treated like people. And uh, and I love what your buddy said: buy them a beer. Now I'm going to tell you right now: you buy me a beer, you just bought yourself two beers because I'm not going to drink it. But I will appreciate the. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll remember what? the I'll remember you bought me a beer. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Sorry about that. Uh, uh, sometimes when I'm here at the Business Creators Radio Show Studio, my cat, Princess Stealth, mm-hmm. sometimes likes to climb up on my lap, and those was one of those times. There are folks who say that oh, doing these podcasts and such, that you're supposed to put your pets in the other room and close the door so they don't interrupt. Uh, I tried that once. It did not go well. But they're so cute. <laughs> this, is, this is another point here. It's an important branding thing to think about is uh, I, I mm-hmm. tried to, tr- to follow the professional advice. Don't let your cats on your podcast. I tried it once. I said, nah, the hell with it. They they live here and they work here. So this uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> assistance. Uh, love me, love my cats. If this is something that uh, just doesn't meet your standards, then I'm sorry I couldn't help you is the way I look at it. My cats have photobombed my webinars and my hangouts. Uh, you hear them jingling and meowing and resting around on the Business Creators Radio Show. That's just how it is. Mm-hmm. And, that leads- and like, per- like personally, I'm, t- like I'm, hundred- like I'm no, 200% okay with that because I believe that we should always be spending time with fur friends, like furry friends, fur friends, <laughs> but maybe I'm a little bit too biased in that aspect. Right. <laughs> that leads me to my next question. I was setting this up is, mm-hmm. Uh, to what extent mm-hmm. does our own natural uniqueness and, as some would say, quirkiness play a role in getting mm-hmm. public relations? I would say, like, like I would say, like when you, like when you are starting to really blur the line of, like, like line of the whole too much, like too much information versus just enough to keep people interested. When you're starting to blur that line, that's when it's going to impact your personal, like, um, to, 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 um, public relations. Right, right. Like, like for example. Um, good example could be um, um, like if like for example like I like I like to like like maybe it's my musician attitude kicking it at this point for the example but I like I really like to go by the philosophy of if like, if I'm not go- if I'm not going to be able to put something I said onto like right, like right in front of seniors home or say right like say, say right and say it right in front of my parents or my grandparents chances are my audience probably doesn't want to hear it either right right so, that- like, like so um or like or maybe if you're like if you're like, if you're constantly talking about your dog constantly talking about your cat constantly talking about your crocodile just being redundant about it without giving too much value and things like that that is starting to going that is starting that is going to start to deteriorate your public relations efforts 
Yeah. Uh, so, so you mean what you're saying here, Claire, is it's not necessarily a, a good idea to, when you first wake up, post, just woke up. When you get in the shower, getting in the shower. When you get out of the shower, getting out of the shower. When you make breakfast, saying, breakfast time. No, it's it's not a good it's not a good idea because it's it's not really, it's not really giving any value and then like like I'll probably look at it and be like, okay, well you and I have that in common. But, like woke up, so what? Like why like why should I care about the fact that you woke up other than the fact that you're alive and well? I've I've done that a few times, but I was doing it ironically. Mm-hmm. And as soon as a few people got that I was doing it ironically, I recognized I. <laughs> I recognized I delivered my joke and it was received and it was time to move on. But yeah, I have, I have <laughs> ironically, and I've had some success with it. Although I recommend that you have some friends with a good sense of humor, they're going to catch on to what you're doing and they're used yeah. to you putting things out that look cryptic, but if they hang around for it, there's a payoff. So that's another thing too, is, uh, is the principle of opening loops and not closing them right away. Mm-hmm. So people are going to want to see mm-hmm. what you do next. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that applies to public relations as well, because if you tell the whole story in one setting, it's like, cool story, bro, the end. Mm-hmm. Or, may, or maybe they might be like, um, too long, didn't read TLDR. Right. <laughs> or they might not even have been paying attention to begin with because like we have very short attention spans we have like there's so many things going around us all the time we don't have time to it's like we we just don't have we just don't have time for a lot of things you or like the like time value perceiving yeah you mentioned presumption yeah right exactly you mentioned that uh the twitter is definitely not dead and i know that when i go on twitter this i mean that's just this stream of tweets how the heck do i keep mm-hmm. keep up with it and then you mentioned another very valid point when it comes to marketing branding pr whatever it is is people have very mm-hmm. deep attention spans so knowing mm-hmm. that it's going to be very 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 challenging <laughs> to get somebody's mm-hmm. attention also knowing mm-hmm. that we do not want to come across as well, you know, being stalkerish or obsessed or weird or anything like that, mm-hmm. for lack of a better phrase. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. But we need to get our message through in a relatively short period of time because, as you said yourself, one of the first steps or one of the first howls is to have a plan mm-hmm. for what you're doing. Like, I have a mm-hmm. plan that I want to be a celebrity in such and such a niche, but I don't want to wait two years and I don't want to keep just throwing my, my fish in the lake or my fish hook in the lake and seeing what bites. I want to get mm-hmm. this done. Mm-hmm. So how do we deal with these short attention spans? Dealing with short attention spans, um like I, I guess it re- I guess it really depends on the context, but maybe I'll bring I'll bring up the concern of pitching to media because that's what like that's what a lot of actually a lot of brands are quite scared of that because there is something that they're not used to. Um, the like really quick really quick tip that I could give, even though it's all I know it's super super oversaid, but I cannot stress the importance enough because like it like, it is like the, it is like the golden rule. I like I wish I could make a poster of it and then just put it on my. Where do I want to put it? Put it on my wall somewhere. Really pay attention to headlines because a lot of like a lot of us. Here's how it works: we get up in the morning, and then we open up our smartphone. Um, I'm imagining most of most people have smartphone at this um, time being, and then we like, we open up the internet or we open up Facebook or whatever social media we go to, and then we start scrolling. 
we're like we're not we're not sitting there with a book. Well, we're not sitting there with a book most of the time, and then just like read like or like with, with our pad, like with our iPad or whatever, and then starting to read through every single status we see. We scroll through, and then if a photograph for attention, we stop for 0.2 seconds, and then we quickly glance at the headline, and like or what like or whatever that stands at the most for maybe first line or to something if there's just a typical status wall post kind of thing. If it doesn't catch your attention, we move on. We keep scrolling down, scrolling yep. down, scrolling down, and that like that and like that itself it really explains how short our attention span is. So by like by ha- like by having that. Um, like the very first thing that these people are going to see when they're go- when they're looking at your name, by having something extremely attention grabbing and then making them think, okay, I want to dig in deeper. Like that's and like that is going to be the most effective way to really um, work with the short attention span. And another th- another thing is really making sure that your point is delivered in very con- like very very concise and short way. And like I'm a believer that if you're not able to summarize yourself in about a page, or like if you're unable to summarize your book, or if you're not able to summarize your story in about one page, chances are your story might be a little bit redundant, or you might be um, repeating yourself constantly, or something like that. So making sure that make, so make sure that you're concise and right on to the point, because like a lot of people don't just have time for a lot of things. Understood. Understood. So as we come to the top of the hour here, what I wanted to do is, um, is uh, mm-hmm. you mentioned to me earlier you had something for our mm-hmm. listeners, those who have invested in themselves and taken the time to tune in today. So if you could tell us more about that, that'd be superb, as my cat would say. <laughs> oh, what's the name of the cat, by the way? I'm, I'm actually well, super curious now. Here at the Business Creators Radio Show, we currently have two personal assistants. We have Princess Alessandra and Princess Stella. Stella's sitting on the cat oh. bed. Uh, you know, right near the desk here, I have a cat bed where the bottom is a scratching post and there's a loft on top of it. And that sits right next to my chair. And she's sitting up on the loft here. Uh, Sandra is, they have, they have a rug, like a, a throw rug that they like to lay on that sits behind my chair. And she's curled up on that right now. You should do a vlog about that at some point. That'll be actually really cool just to show the behind the scenes of your studio. Maybe you've done it at one point, but yeah. Could be, could be. So, uh, so hmm. bespo- bestow gifts upon us, Claire. Oh yeah, sorry about that. I like I went <laughs> off track for a second. Like I well, said, I like I love furry friends so much. They're blessing in life. Um, anything that's good, <laughs> add cats, make it better. Yeah, I can cats and dogs. <laughs> I'm more of a dogs person, but cats okay. are very appreciative too. Appreciative too. Um, so the gift that I have for your um, listeners today is I created a little freebie, which is and it's basically a press release template because I know that a lot of businesses and um, brands are trying to promote their events or tr- like trying to promote their new launch and things like that, and then and then they and then they realize that okay, I need something like I need a way to really deliver my information and press release is the most commonly asked for thing. So I created a little press release formula. It's only one page, but like, it basically walks them through it basically walks them through with a couple of examples beside it and then a half the little format and then they just need to fill in the box and all they need to do when they fill in the box, like we print it off, write it all down and then just 
put up a Word document and then just put it all in like paragraph form. That's all you need to do. So it's like a little step-by-step kind of, kind of guide so that your press release covers all the grounds and really improve your chances of being covered in media because you're going to have all the right information that they need. That's actually pretty cool. Uh, press, release, press releases are something that people struggle with. And if you're working with, uh, yeah, because I, I have a, I have a friend of mine who has a, a press release service where they'll do everything from writing them for you to just distributing them. Mm-hmm. But I know the biggest mm-hmm. challenge, or one of the biggest challenges they experience, is if somebody invests in the level where they're just distributing the press release, and they find themselves mm-hmm. almost compelled to say, "Well, look, this needs some work. If only out there there was a formula." So it's great that you're giving folks a formula, and also for those who are going to use some of the free and low-cost press release distribution services, you may not get necessarily the same media pickup right away, but it's a way to disseminate mm-hmm. your message for SEO purposes, so either way is beneficial. Where are we going to find this? Um, you're going to find this at pressreleaseformula.gr8.com. I wonder okay. if you're able to leave the link um, below your show notes by any chance. But All of our guest yeah, so profiles have links to websites in them, and we can include that. Okay, perfect. Right. So say that one more time, though, just for the recording, because I know we have a lot of people that listen to us, to us while they drive. Yeah, for sure. And then, and then maybe they have some beside them being like, okay, I'm like, I need to, I really want to take a look at this. Cause right. they may, and then maybe they have their smartphone right now. So press release formula dot G, G as in great, um, G, R, eight, eight as in the, eight the number, um, dot com. So G is in great, R is in rate, and eight is in eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, gr8.com. Uh, so that's perfect. Uh, now, uh, I think that's pretty much about it here. This has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. I know you've opened my eyes to a few things, and I think that uh, this has been not only an honor, but also an education. So Claire Kim of buzzwithclaire.com, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to spend with us here at the Business Creators Radio Show today. Thank you so much for having me. And for everybody listening, this is Adam Homie, host of the Business Creators Radio Show. Please check out our previous and our upcoming episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com and on iTunes where we help you win at the game of business and marketing. Until next time, have a great day. Take care.